0: This episode of At The Bar is recorded on the lands of the Ghana people and we pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. I'm Jane Gretch and welcome to At The Bar, a podcast about running a dance studio. The highs, the lows and everything in between. As a dance studio owner, business coach, leadership expert, and the founder and author of Dance Step, a dance student teacher education program, my mission is to educate, encourage, and empower all I serve. Each week, I'll share a mixture of solo episodes and interviews, sharing ideas, hopefully making you smile, and reminding you that you are not alone. So, What are we waiting for? Join me at the bar. It's your host, Jane Gretch here, and once again, I am simply delighted to welcome you to another episode of At The Bar. Are you constantly trying to learn how to be more productive and how to manage your time better? It seems like this is one of those things that's always a work in progress. A couple of years ago, I uncovered a wonderful hack and it honestly changed the way I work. I learned that instead of managing time, to rather focus on managing energy. While we're chatting about time, if not having enough of it has been stopping you from running an assistant teacher training program at your studio, then check out Dance step. My Dance Student Teacher Education Program. Save your time and your energy on tasks only you can do. Check us out at www.dancestep.com.au for more info. And now let's chat more about managing energy. hi everyone miss jane here hope you're doing really well today i wanted to talk to you about energy management versus time management because i think we can all agree that we never have enough time um, But the fact of the matter is there is is quite a lot of time. It's just how we use it. So, um, you know, there are 24 equal hours in every day, but not all hours are equal. And once I start talking through this, it really is... um, like, oh, yeah, I know this. Um, and you, you might even find that you're doing some of this kind of su- subconsciously. Um, but when you really bring it to a intentional level of, of managing your energy, that's when the real magic happens. So I have been using this method or a similar method for a number of years and I find, and, and some weeks I can't, um, what I'm about to explain to you and my productivity tanks, you know, and I, I have to kind of just push through and I also don't feel really great about my week because I haven't got through the amount that I'd like to. Um, yeah, so it, it's not about working more to get more done And in fact, on that, there's a whole lot of research around that there is kind of this line that you can cross over where you actually start to decrease your productivity. Now, I can't remember. You can look up the research about overwork. I I can't remember the exact numbers. But for example, I think it's around about 50 hours a week. So your productivity keeps increasing. Obviously, if you work 10 hours, then you work 20 hours you're likely to double your productivity sure you work 40 hours again you're likely to double what you can get done in 20 likely to but then there's this this point kind of where instead of doubling or increasing it starts to go down it's around about the 50 hour week uh, yeah from from memory where actually your productivity starts to go down not only that also the quality of your work starts to go down. And and it makes sense, doesn't it? If you're tired, you're going to start making mistakes, possibly making poor decisions. You're not at your best. So this work is about using your energy clock instead of your time clock and thinking about energy management versus time management. So what I want you to do is draw a circle um, and that's your energy clock. There, simple as that (laughs) and we're done. No, draw a circle and then at the top you're not going to put the number 12 but you're going to put when you start your working day. Um, If you work in the mornings, if you're an early riser, you might put 6am, even though um, you're probably not working at that time, but what, what kind of stuff you might put there. Look, I'm very honest about the fact that I'd love to be you know part of the 5am club but I really love my bed and um, I do sometimes get up when I've I've really got some things to out. I do get up early because that's when I do my best writing and I'm going to loop back to that but I also want to be very real and very honest and not shame anybody for enjoying their bed um, and say you know this is not about everybody following the same rules so there is this whole thing about entrepreneurs the 5 a.m club you know your morning routine if that doesn't serve you then don't do it right be grounded enough in yourself to know what works for you and stick with it now on the other side if it's not working for you then be open to change be open to change all right so here we go we've got the circle back to the circle um so for me by the time i have dropped my children at school and things like that i would normally get into my office whether it's at home or in my studio by nine fifteen. now um if i'm just working a full day in the office then i finish at three o'clock to go and get my children Um, if I'm not teaching in the afternoon. So in that example, I would write 9.15 and I would divide that big circle, my energy clock up, all the way to three. If your working day is different, and of course it probably is, then you put whatever yours is there. And now I want you to think about when you are at your best. When do you feel good? When do you really, you know, you're focused and you do good work? And I want you to section that in and color it in green. This is when you're sharp, you're clear, you're focused. So for me, um, I get in around nine o'clock. Generally, I speak with my, my girls, my leadership team, the teachers, because we have morning classes and it's not till 9.30 that I'm at my desk. But the work I do between 9.30 and 12.30 is definitely coloured in green for me. It is my focus time. I am most definitely at my best in those three hours. At 12.30, I have a huddle with my staff if I'm in the office where we talk about whatever's happening and then we have lunch and then it's about 1.15. And between 1.15 and 3, I am not at my best. I'm a little bit sluggish, um, I am a little bit kind of like, oh, just like doing the work. You know, I've had my lunch. I'm, I'm just, I'm busy digesting. <laughs> um, and then often I will go and get my children. If I'm not teaching, I will come home and I will work in my home office Um, probably from about four to six. And that four to six time is actually better for me than the one to three time. I've had a little bit of a break. I've chatted to my kids. They're all old enough now. So this is why this is not going to work for everybody. I'm just sharing my experience. But my youngest is now um, nine in 14 days. So they're not babies and they, they can look after themselves and they do. And so generally between four and six, I can get quite a lot of work done as well. And I'm a bit re-energized. I'm not as good as I am in the morning, um, but, you know, I'm, I'm not terrible. So I've colored in my clock 9.30 to 12.30. I've colored that section in green. I've colored uh, 1.15 to 3.00. In red, Like it's a really low productivity time for me and I've colored in four till six and sometimes just don't tell anybody. Sometimes, you know, seven till nine. I would color in yellow. I'm not terrible, but I'm not at my best. So what we're wanting to do then that's task one. You've got that now. What we're wanting to do in task two is think about the things that make up our week. Now, I know there's a whole lot of stuff that you can't move around. If you're still teaching, then that is one of the things, you know, all um, right, I teach from four till seven on a Thursday night. It doesn't matter whether I'm at my best or not, I have to be. Um, but that's really not productivity. That's me doing the work. You know, I'm just I'm just trading hours for money there. This is not I'm just going to work. So don't don't count that. But think about the times where you're not at work, you're, you know, working in the business, you're working on. And think about the things that are the hardest parts of your job, right, the things that actually do need you to think critically. Think about the things that only you can do. So and that your, your job is about. So um, if I was speaking to my administration manager, her job is email, whereas my job is not email, right? I get lots of emails, but that's not my job. My job is to um, create content a lot of the time. Um, my job is to create strategies um, and, and visions and missions and all of that kind of lovely stuff, lucky me, but my job is an email, whereas her job is email. Like that's what she's employed to do is to answer the phone and to respond to emails and to greet our customers. So that is something that only she can do for, for that job. Um, and for me, the, the strategy work is, is the crux of my job. It's what only I can do. Um, and, and the other thing we're thinking about is what is the work that really makes a difference? what is the work that really moves the needle forward? Because there is, we know, um, a lot of difference between being busy and being productive. And we're all very good. at. I'm very good at being busy. When I'm a little bit unfocused, I just kind of fluff around and pretend that I'm busy, but I'm not actually doing anything. And I know that, the time that that's what's happening. But on that, I mean, you're always going to have a few days like that. We do need to remember that we're human and speak kindly to ourselves. We are not robots. And that's what this is actually about. It's a really key point here. It's very important to have a little bit of self-compassion and remember that while not all hours are created equal, not all days of the week are created equal and not all weeks of the month are created equal. You know, we have stuff that goes on in our lives that sometimes we turn up and and things aren't amazing and that affects our productivity as well so that's not to be ignored but um this is this energy clock or you know energy management is in on a good day let's go with that on a good day how are we working so we've got those, those ideas of that work that only we can do, the work that's really important, the work that moves the needle or the work that we're employed to do. Now, those um, pieces of the puzzle, those those things that you've written down, they need to go into your green zone because here's the thing. You need to do what you're best at when you're at your best. I wish that I had made up that little saying. I didn't. I stole it from somebody else and I can't um, remember his name right now. If it comes back to me, I'll share it with you. Do what you're best at when you are at your best. Um, Time is fixed, but your energy can flex. All right. So you need to be putting that energy and that and and devoting that time when, when your energy is at your best because that's the work that's going to make the difference. So you want to be at your best while you're doing that work and you will find that that time goes very fast but you will also get that work done and it will be good work. And then I want you to think about the kind of parts of your job and we've all got them that drain us. You know, we don't live in unicorn lollipop land, unfortunately, although it could be pointy and sticky there now I think about it. But anyway, we don't live in unicorn lollipop land and so there are parts of our job that drain us. And for me, it is 100% email. If you've ever emailed me, you will know that I hate email um, and I will generally take a couple of days to get back to you once I get going, I'm like, oh, this is fine." I like to hear from people. <laughs> Weird, right? Uh, I like to hear from people, but I just find it a bit of a, a draining task. And so I put those in my red zone. I save my email for one fifteen, where I'm digesting my lunch and I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, my brain's a bit foggy. That's, you know, uh, email is not moving the needle forward for me in terms of my business, but it does. It is part of my job, um, and it needs to be done. Returning calls is the same thing. Don't love talking on the phone, even though I love talking. Um, so I pop all of those things in my red zone, and because then that time I'm still I'm still getting stuff done, but it's just not high level things. And then we are left with the yellow zone. And that's everything in between. That's the stuff that just needs to be done. The kind of general to-dos where you do have a a little tick box and um, it's not particularly critical thinking. It might not even be um, work that comes around again and again. You know, it's just funny little things. It might be writing a reference for one of your your students to get into the performing arts high school. It might be doing like a Facebook ad or something like that or It might be possibly playing on Canva and designing your flyer for um, your holiday workshop, you know. It's like it's not rocket science. It doesn't need huge level of thinking. It just needs to be done. It's not particularly painful. It might even be slightly enjoyable. Um, Pop those in the yellow zone. So just to recap, Green Zone go go go, get stuff done when you're at the at your best do what you're best at when you're at your best. Yellow zone, just kind of neither here nor there. Tasks need to be done part of your job, not high-level thinking. And red zone, mind-numbingly boring tasks that have to be done when you're not at your best. Because you don't want to be using those best hours, and I should have explained this already, but I'm a little bit going around in circles myself here. Um, You don't want to be spending 9.30 till 12.30 on email. And you could, Right. Easily, because that's that's what happens. It's just like this big vacuum that sucks you in. And then do all of that from 9:30 till 12:30 for me, and then turn around and be like, Oh, now I've got to write my strategic plan and I've got nothing. Right. And remember, those are my hours. So, and they are my hours now, they haven't always been my hours. So rewind nine years with a newborn, they were completely not my hours. My green zone was probably, well, I know it was, let's not not lie here. My green zone was 8 p.m. till 11 p.m. Now I know that that's not ideal, but guess what? It worked at the time. And I I feel no shame about it because it also meant at 9 a.m. I could be sitting and watching Bananas in Pyjamas on the little flip out couchy thing. Uh, with a coffee right and my child who was up um, my baby so you know this will change and it's very dependent on your circumstances as business owners you get to design your business and your life to a degree you know like I know there are things that's why I talked about the teaching I know sometimes there are things that we we do just have to do and we have to do them but this concept can also work for those people that work for you That have a job Um, so with my management team with my leadership team I talk about it as well because even though they've got uh, a job and they're not the studio owner they still do have a a degree of making their time work for them Um, and so they've got tasks that need to be done I don't particularly mind when they're done um, and so they can think about this as well, about, well, when are they at their best with my administration manager who is at my front desk? She thinks about, well, when is when am I at my best but also when are, is the environment at its best? So between 9 and 11.30 when we have our preschool um, classes, she's not making calls. She does that after lunch Um they're not probably the most favourite part of her day. She doesn't mind it; it's her job. Um, but she will do that between one and three because the office is quiet, the environment is quiet, and her, you know, it, it's it's there in her yellow or red zone, depending on a few other things. So that's it, basically, just the idea of thinking about your time management because um, there is so much right? About time management, you know, we block work or batch work and, um, but just that idea of time versus energy management. And just to finish, and this is not the focus of of this discussion, but also think about your days. If you've got flexibility in your days, think about what might be a a red day, a yellow day, or a green day. (laughs) Think about green day. Um, So, you know, for me, Monday would probably be yellow, not terrible, right? But I'm a little bit slow on a Monday. Don't, I'm not going to lie. Whereas Tuesday, I'm in, right? I mean, Tuesday and Wednesday are great for me. They are green. I get so much done. I'm focused. I've I've warmed up for the week. And then I might peter down a little bit. Um, so think about perhaps not only the hours, but the days. And then sometimes... The weeks as well, um, without um, going into too much about being a female. You, we have cycles. Just don't listen to this, boys, or maybe do because you might understand us a little bit more. We don't understand ourselves sometimes. But, um, you know, having a look at your work, if you can, in regards to your cycle, um, that might be okay as well. And and cross off on the calendar, you know, the, whatever it is for you. For me, it's exactly one week before. We can just cross that off as a red day. No shit's getting done that day, my friends. Um, and it's only recently that I've started kind of acknowledging that. Um, and you watch, then it'll all change. But I think, yeah, just, just thinking about the, the cards that you've been dealt and rather than fighting against uh, time, trying to go in more in flow with it and manage your energy that way. Anyway, I hope that's helpful. All the very best to getting shit done in the least amount of time as well as possible. Bye for now. As always, I truly appreciate your support and the time you spend listening to me. If you found this episode useful, help me spread the love by heading on over and leaving a review wherever you listen to your podcast. It really does mean a lot. This episode was proudly brought to you by Dance Step, the leading dance student teacher education program. Now offered across the globe, we work with dance studios to grow leaders and empower students and love to help you do the same. Check us out at www.dancestep.com.au and let's chat. Thanks for joining me at The Bar. To find out more about past episodes or how I can help you grow your own leadership, or trained student teachers, head to dancestep.com.au. Great leaders create leaders, and I'm here to help you be and do both. And please remember to rate and review me on your podcast player of choice. See you next time at the bar.